that which happened in the beginning will also happen in the end. This ain't some Asian proverb. We're going to talk about it on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey everyone, you're watching Inverse. My name is Justin Kim, and in the studio we have Sebastian Israel and Siku. My dear friends, welcome to the show. Aloha. I also want to welcome you to the show. We are taking a little bit of a different direction for the next 13 weeks. We are looking at the topic of the Sabbath. Now, when it comes to the Sabbath, you may have one of two reactions. One, what is that and what are you talking about? Or you may be, ugh, that topic again. We're taking a little bit of a different take on the Sabbath, and we want to encourage you to go to inversebible.org, where you can download the Bible study guide and get into the topic of the Sabbath with us. We're looking at reflections on the Sabbath. So these aren't really Bible studies to prove that the Sabbath is true or wrong or whatnot, but looking at how do we experience the Sabbath in Scripture, in verse, with the Lord Jesus on a deeper level. So, hello guys. Hello. Hi. Are you excited Hi. for the next 13 weeks? Most We're definitely. We're going to be talking about one day for 13 weeks. Yes. Yeah. And we'll be talking about it for eternity. Yeah, okay, there we go. Oh, I like that, I like yeah. that, I like that. We started in the opener. That which was in the beginning will also happen in the end. We're looking at this timelessness of the Sabbath mm. and different stages in, in, in Earth's history in, 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 uh, in time about the Sabbath. So we're going to have a word of prayer. Sebastian, can you pray for us? And then we'll just have a, an easier, easygoing conversation about the Sabbath this episode. Sure, let's pray. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, we are so privileged that we get to be here. We're thankful for the gift of the Sabbath, and we understand that we cannot fully grasp all of its significance, mm -hmm. but we pray that as we go from lesson to lesson this quarter, as we reflect, as we converse, Lord, and also as we go into your word, may you reveal your heart to us, may you reveal Christ to us, and ultimately may we find greater rest in him through this experience is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Siku, I know without getting into a comprehensive systematic study on the Sabbath, just maybe for, this, for the person who may have heard this word for the first time, uh, maybe just in a, in a brief sound, what is Sabbath? Uh, <laughs> brief sound bites. Yeah. Uh, Sabbath is a day of rest. It's a day of rest, yes. yeah. And it's traditionally kept on the seventh, the seventh day. Uh, and there are there is a controversy whether it's on a Friday or a Sunday or a Tuesday or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And then through the course of these studies, we're going to see what that, what day that is. But let's actually go to John chapter one, and we're going to look at maybe some some principles regarding the Sabbath without getting into the mechanics of it and what God had intended. So Israel, can you read John chapter one verses one through? I mean, it's a great chapter. It's a long chapter, but just verses one through four for us. Oh, sure. One through five. Sorry, one through five. Okay, it says. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. All right, thanks. So we've been talking about Sabbath, or introducing Sabbath. Let's just kind of put that on pause. And let's look at this text here, and this is a very philosophically mm -hmm. deep, abstract 
uh, verse? What can yeah. we mine from? What are some, some things that we can pull out and apply for, for our lives and, and, and try to digest that a little bit? This is like, you know, wheat bread from winter, <laughs> winter rye wheat, and we need to like, mm. chew a little bit before we get into it. Sebastian, you're sure. bursting with words here. Yes, I think, I think John 1, 1 is something that connects us to Genesis. Okay, yeah. And that same phrase, the in the beginning, to give the sense that everything outside of the word, as it is posed in this text with a capital W, right, which is referring to Christ, as we know, it says the word became flesh down in a few verses later in verse 14, verse 14 yeah. and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Mm -hmm. So we, we connect this with the person of Jesus and to say that Jesus is in a completely different category, completely different experience to everything else that the Bible is telling us in the beginning, there was the Word and the Word was with God. Mm -hmm. So there's these two persons, right? There's this communal peace, but ultimately everything has its beginning and its origin in Christ. Mm -hmm. And we got to encounter that being that entity that brought all these things into existence in the person of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And therefore, even from the beginning, which takes us back to the initial origins of the Sabbath, that means it has its origins in Christ. Mm -hmm. And therefore, Jesus is that fundamental pillar that holds up the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's really a, a, a powerful concept, you know, that Jesus is the author of all things. Because mm -hmm. you know, I think, you know, we, we know the creation story and God created all things and we, we have a picture of God as awesome and magnificent and all powerful. And then sometimes we have this picture of Jesus as, you know, of course, uh, meek and mm -hmm. lowly because he lamb. came as a little baby, yeah, the lamb. Mm -hmm. But the, 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 pain, the picture that's painted here in John is that God who is all powerful, who was the author of all things, that word that spoke and said, let there be, is Jesus, mm -hmm. right? So, so the, the meek and mild, the, the gentle, the loving, the caring is that very same God that we see in Genesis chapter one. Mm -hmm. so, so embodied in the person of Christ when he came to earth to live on this earth as our example, to die for our sins is the same Jesus who instituted all things at the beginning. Mm -hmm. That's right. You know, and I mean, that's, it's kind of mind boggling. It's a very high view of Jesus, right? Yes. I mean, we have the Jesus, the hippie, Jesus, the surfer guy, Jesus in blue jeans, <laughs> Jesus with the blue, uh, the Brad, Brad Pitt with the blue eyes. And Good he's night. like, hey, I'm, I'm one with you guys. And he's doing this. But, uh, and, and that's where modern, modern religion is taking Jesus. And, and he does have that with the people element, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes we do reconstruct Jesus in, in, our, in our more pop constructs. But here, it's very, taking a very high view. And you're saying that this, was, this is the primordial Jesus who was in, in time, ancient ex existence, and, Good word. and, and he's, he's, he's creator. And we often in pop culture don't dwell upon that. No. Like in the beginning is a, is a very countercultural concept. Yes. Yeah, in the beginning, there was a beginning, and time exists, and 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 it's just you gotta. It's just like it's just like, like yeah. you gotta just kind of stop and be like, whoa. Yeah, I love and, and, and abide in that. I yeah. love verse three because it says it says all things were made through him, mm. and without him nothing was made that was made. Mm. I love the way John writes, and and um, what I love about this specific part of of um, the chapter is that it speaks to us about Jesus Christ as a creator. Mm. When we think about a creator, we normally think about just a person who makes something, right? But 
in order to create something, something, it takes a certain amount of vision and forethought. And I love this uh, portrayal of, of Jesus and of God as a visionary, as someone who has forethought. Because it, 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 it means that before God created what took place, because, you know, at the end of creation, we have humanity, kind of the apex of, of creation. And everything leading up to that point, everything leading up to the creation of humankind, it, it necessitates the thing that was previously created, right? And so God creates this whole garden, this whole world for, for human beings to exist in. Mm -hmm. And then after all of this, it, 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 it's not like an afterthought, but it, would, it entered into the mind of God to create the concept of rest mm -hmm. and to create the concept of community and to create the concept of the Sabbath. And so what he's, what, what in, in the context of what we're studying is that God is the creator. He is the inventor of the Sabbath. This is not something that humanity invented, right? It's not, we can't just, and, and we've, tried to, we've tried to invent our own concepts of rest, right? Vacations and holidays and so forth. But, but the concept of rest and community and Sabbath was something that entered into the creative mind of God. And he actually formulated, he thought that thing through. He's the one that created that. And that to me is... Um, it's not just beautiful, but it's powerful. It's a powerful concept and you know, of who God is. Let me just look at yeah. profound thoughts here. Here, I just want to make sure that you're all with us. What, what Israel is saying is like that, that we're looking at the earth, we're looking at humanity, we're looking at all these conditions for life in its original sense, mm -hmm. the way that was meant to be created. And just thinking about it, sometimes it takes for, for, for young adults, for us, us young adults, to kind of stop <laughs> and it's like, hey, life as I know it is not what is intended. Yes. And we need to kind of almost suspend whatever I think is normal, whatever I think is, and think, well, how was it supposed to be originally? Yeah, the original conditions, and yep. see the difference between the two. Yep. And then say that rest is something that we yearn so much right now, but that was something that's baked into our original programming and DNA exactly. since the beginning. Yes. Since the, in the beginning. Sorry, Sebastian, go ahead. And, and that's exactly where I wanted to go, is mm. the whole idea that God saw the need for rest in perfection. Mm. That Jesus, as the inventor of it, didn't say, well, this is in case sin comes into the world. Mm -hmm. But this was a part of his original design. Rest was a part of perfection. So you have to huh. rest on the fact, even when your faculties are perfect, right? You run and not grow weary. You walk, you know, never get tired. There was a need for rest. There was an intent of rest. Mm -hmm. And this really calls us to extrapolate from this idea in every other area of our lives to say, what was Jesus's original intention with marriage? Mm -hmm. What was his original intention in terms of leadership, the family, mm -hmm. right? Masculinity, um, you know, money, how we manage resources on the earth. Because the Sabbath is a constant beckon back to that reality that he is the beginning. Mm -hmm. All of these things that were made were not made without him. Mm -hmm. So if everything that exists, everything that I experience, Jesus was intricately involved in its inception. How can I engage in any of those things without him mm -hmm. and separate from his own blueprint that he made? Mm -hmm. and, to sure. add, and to add to that, part of what's essential when someone creates something and other, you know, later on, what, when you make something and then later on it's been used in a different way, you realize that was not the original intent. Yeah. Right? Yep. Like when I was a little boy, uh, we, had, we had two bunk beds and on the corners of the bunk beds there were these... Um, decorative wooden uh like kind of yeah little knobs knobs mm -hmm. and and you know <laughs> I, I i grew up in i grew up in, in los angeles and we were in an apartment we never left the apartment because it was too dangerous 
So you come up with all crazy things, right? And I used to get those knobs, and I used to put the knob onto a lamp because there was like a whole a case and then the the light bulb inside and I would I would plug it into that and I would act as though that was a microphone and I would speak mm -hmm. to it mm -hmm. and one time I forgot to pull it out and um, I turned the light on and it burned mm -hmm. and now we had a we had an, uh, a, a different color you know knob <laughs> and, and someone else came and created a new one that fit into that well, hold that thought, Israel. Yeah. Hold that thought. We want to hear the end of the story of whether your house burned on fire or whether the L.A. riots happened after this. <laughs> Stay with us after the break. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back. This is how fires get started when little children get into, into curiosity mode and they figure out what, uh, what, 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 what is should not be. Mm. That's also not an ancient proverb anyway. What happened? What happened? Did they, uh, what happened was is that... Um, so yeah, I, we had these knobs, right? We had these knobs, and I put Different it. Different color, burnt. Yeah, and it, and ultimately it burned. The house didn't burn. Just the house the knob, didn't burn. Okay. Knob burnt. And by the way, it was an apartment. Story. <laughs> and the uh, alley rides didn't happen until way later, but that was the beginning story. of a of yeah. a spanking. D different story, different time. I didn't get spanked that time. But wow. but what what dawned on me was, and the connection between that and creation is. The knob was used for different... In, it, it had an original purpose. Yeah, it had an original purpose that yes. it was not being used yeah, for. It was right. abused, yes. in a sense, right? Yes. And so what, what, what has happened over time, and this is what happens with organizations, this is what happens with movements, this is what happens with... With life. That, yeah, with life. Life, yes. That something has an original purpose, and the more generations pass, the less that that original purpose is fulfilled. Mm. We think that the Sabbath is something that belongs to us, that we have created, that we are the guardians of. Mm. And, and, and we, we tend to neglect and forget the fact that the owner of the Sabbath is the creator of the Sabbath, God himself, and that he had an intended use. Mm -hmm. And I hope that throughout uh, our time together that we will be able to discover more and more and reflect not on what our perceptions are the Sabbath, of the Sabbath are, but what was God's original intended mm -hmm. use mm -hmm. when he created mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. yeah, so th this is going back to um, what Sebastian said uh, before the break. Yes. When you're saying that God created Sabbath before there was sin, right? mm. um, it it just made me think about thinking about the way that we quote abuse you know the concept of Sabbath, because we think about rest as something that happens when you're weary. Mm -hmm. We think about rest as something that you do because you have to because you've worked so hard mm -hmm. and you have to earn it, you know, and then you get to rest. Yeah. Um, but it's when you were speaking, I was like, it's really a powerful concept that rest and the Sabbath experience, and hopefully as we're going to discover more, was, is not about working so hard that you're so tired and you know, you're just like, oh, now I have to rest. Yeah. Like that, that is not what God had intended. That's not what Jesus intended when he created Sabbath. So that in the beginning, Jesus created this thing called Sabbath, and it's something that will endure even after you know, this world comes to an end and we are spending eternity mm -hmm. when there's no longer any sin, when you don't run and get weary, that Sabbath will still be there because there's mm -hmm. the, what the creator of Sabbath, who is Jesus, was there in the beginning and he created it. He'll be there at the end and he'll continue whatever that purpose was in the Sabbath will continue even after this world comes to an end. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. so that there's something deeper about Sabbath than just, you know, I'm tired. It's wonderful that God has given us this gift. It's also part of who He is, and this is what you're, you're mentioning. Mm-hmm. This is a part of a reality of life, as, as Israel mentioning. And we see this happening throughout time, and then that which was in the beginning will now play also a role at the end. Mm-hmm. We see that uh, there's one of the Ten Commandments, yes, uh, in Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 11. If you don't, you can look it up in your Bibles. We're not going to read it because we're reading this verse throughout the next 12 weeks, uh, <laughs> for sure. Uh, but it's one of God's Ten Commandments. Not only a, a rule or a law that he has, but an essential part of who he is. Mm-hmm. But I want to go skip down all the way to Revelation, which brings us down to modern time, contemporary, maybe even today. We are in times of war, of disease, of pestilence, of whatnot. And we go to Revelation chapter 14. Revelation chapter 14. And Siku, can you read chapter 14, verse uh, 6 and 7 there for me? Sure. It says, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth the sea and springs of water. Thank you for that, Siku. Uh, we want to really encourage you to go to hopetv.org slash universe and you can look at past episodes and past topic arcs that we've looked at. We had a whole section on last day events and the three angels' messages and we want to add, we encourage you to go there and you can look at this verse in particular a lot more in-depthly. Uh, Siku, I want to ask you, what is the connection between this verse and, and the Sabbath? Well, we, we didn't read the, the, the verses where the Sabbath is first introduced mm-hmm. in Genesis. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we want to read that because the connection becomes super clear if we just read it. Okay. 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 Let's, let's do that. Two. Yeah, Genesis right. chapter 2. Um, I'll read it real fast. Okay. So Genesis chapter 2 and it says, Thus the heavens and the earth, verse 1, mm-hmm. the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. On the seventh day, God ended his work which he had done, rested on the seventh day from his work which he had done. God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it he rested from all his work which he created and made. Mm-hmm. Right, so this, this idea of that he created all things, and you see this notion of creatorship coming here in Revelation chapter 14. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And in Exodus 20 that you forbade us from reading right now, <laughs> it talks about... Even though um, we're supposed to be in the verse. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know okay, so when we read it 13 times, don't, don't blame me for reading it. Like, I want that same energy. Episode 10. I want that same energy, Siku. Okay, you have been reprimanded. Yeah. Um, it says, um, the heaven, the earth, the sea, and springs of water. Yeah. That, that language of creating the heaven, the earth, the sea, and springs of water, creating all of these things, it, it comes forth when talking about the fourth commandment. Okay, okay. So let's go to uh, uh, Exodus 20 because okay, we do, yeah. I mean, oh, you're, you you're mentioning it. So Exodus 20, so I, I, I retract my, my original. Siku beat it out of you. My <laughs> mandate there. Uh, chapter 20, verse 8. Uh, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Verse 9. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. Uh, let's go to verse 11. Mm-hmm. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them and rest of the Sabbath day. You compare that with Revelation chapter 14, chapter 14 verse uh, 7. The heaven, the sea, uh, earth, and the sea, and the springs of water. You see that those elements there. Mm-hmm. Mm. When John the Revelator is writing this, you know, and he's, he's seeing this, this vision of these three angels, um, the language is so similar to the fourth commandment. Yeah. It's almost like verbatim, yeah. you know, what's in the fourth commandment. Anyone There's a motif here going on. Yeah, anyone who's yep. ever read, the, you know, that 
automatically you're like, oh, we are worshiping the creator God yeah. whose creatorship is celebrated in the Sabbath commandment. Mm -hmm. You know, it automatically comes to your mind. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And awesome. it was just to build off of that is he's, he's integrating the concept of worship with the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the person who created it and rested and hallowed that day is the one who created everything. Mm -hmm. So he's saying this is the person who is actually worthy of your worship. And I remember hearing a person say, as this is connected to verse six, where he says, having the everlasting gospel to preach. So connecting the Sabbath and worship to this missionary concept in this passage where the person says, said that, you know, missions exist because worship does not. Mm -hmm. So when you think about the fact that if I travel somewhere to preach and all those people are worshiping God in spirit and in truth, I don't have a mission. But yet worship will continue even beyond we take the gospel to all the world and Jesus comes. So that lets you know that the whole idea of the community that God created was to worship mm -hmm. and the Sabbath was there in perfection before sin. It's going to be there after sin. And so this whole idea of worship being intrinsically connected in Revelation, this is the issue at the end of time. The Sabbath has to be central to that mm -hmm. because it beckons us back to that loyalty, which also calls us to our mission and our unique identity. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, what Sebastian, uh, uh, what I'm understanding you saying is that the reason why Sabbath is critical in the end is because it, it ultimately end time issues are gonna deal with the issue of worship. Yes. And we, we, we worship God because he's our creator. Mm -hmm. there's, another, and there's another concept that struck me as you were saying that, and that is that the Sabbath is not just connected to the element of worship, which is an, an end time issue, but it's also created uh, with an element of a sign, right? There's mm. a sign of, of, of who we belong to, which side we're on in this great controversy narrative. Right. And when you look at- this great conflict between heaven and earth. There are yeah, different interests. Yes. There are people who are pro-God and anti-God. Yeah. And that's what you're talking about, this great right. controversy theme, yeah. And so w within that battle, within that conflict, there and w how we decide which side we're on mm -hmm. is based on a sign that God says. You, this is the sign that that exists between us mm -hmm. that you are on my side. What is that sign? Mm -hmm. And that sign, it's it's instituted at creation, and it's instituted at creation with the Sabbath. If you look at uh, Genesis chapter one verse fourteen, it says, "Then God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from the night." And, and notice what it says. It says, and let them be for signs and seasons and days and years. Mm -hmm. At the very beginning of creation, God said, we're going to establish a month. We're going to establish a year. And these, these, um, these time uh, blocks, mm -hmm. they're determined by the moon and the stars and the sun and, and so right. forth. And, and, and these serve as signs and seasons for days and years. Mm -hmm. Yet in all of this, something that is missing is the purpose of a week, mm -hmm. right? There is no, there is no scientific purpose for why we have that the seven-day week, except that just like these others serve as a sign, so that week, that Sabbath serves as a sign that we belong to God because we acknowledge Him yep. as our Creator and, and as our Redeemer. And you know what's profound about that is that means that when God gave the Sabbath in Eden and He allowed us to continue keeping it outside of Eden, until the end of time, God essentially was stating in his mind, I will always have a loyal group of people on the earth. Because as long as the Sabbath is being kept somewhere on the planet, there are some people who are saying, I belong to him. There are some people who are acknowledging him as creator. And the very fact that that Sabbath becomes the link all the way back to Eden, 
right? That I am his people. I belong to him. And even when sin comes, he has people that belong to him. And that indication is the keeping of the Sabbath. Amen. And that I am his child, you know, that I'm his yes. child. Because the Sabbath, it, it, it's, a, it's a sign or a seal because it talks about who the owner is. And, and I love how when it talks about the genealogy of Jesus, it, it, it goes all the way down to Adam, which was a son of God. God. Yep. And so as Sebastian was saying, from the very end of time, you can trace all the way down to the very beginning of time that God has not only had his people in terms of soldiers or troops in his army, but he has always had his children. Yep. And his children can trace their lineage to him through this great uh, sign, through this great seal that was established at creation itself mm. when he himself was cr creator of all things. And he, and he placed his seal not upon uh, not 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 burned upon the skin of some you know person, but ingrained in the mind of an individual to rem to remind us that we are his children through the, the thoughts the and the decision in, yeah. in keeping the, the the principles of the Sabbath here. Uh, uh, we've been talking about Sabbath in the beginning, Sabbath throughout time, and Sabbath at the end of time. I do want to squeeze this one verse in here, uh, Isaiah 66, verse 23. Uh, we want to take out your Bibles and go, because this is really good. It's a juicy one. Uh, Isaiah 66, verse 23, the Bible says, It shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. They shall go forth and look upon the corpses of men who have transgressed me, and their worm does not die, for their worm does not die, and their fire is not quenched. There should be an abhorrence to all flesh. We see that in that passage, mm. that when we are in heaven, and all of this is done, and all of death is, has been all dealt with and whatnot, we'll be keeping from Sabbath to Sabbath for eternity. So not only in eternity past, but also to eternity in the future. We have talked about a lot of concepts. We've talked about a lot of high stuff. We want to encourage you again to get into the Bible, get into the Bible study guide at inversebible.org and start reflecting upon the Sabbath as a spiritual practice. And not just only a practice in the here now, but according to Isaiah chapter 66, for eternity forever to worship the Lord of the Sabbath, the Lord of creation. We want to say thank you for joining us. We want to really encourage you, encourage you to stay with us for the next 12 weeks in this 13-arc topic on the Sabbath. We want to say God bless you. We're going to pray for you, pray for us. We'll see you next week here on Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag InverseBible. Until next time, this is inverse.